This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns as this is recorded. It is Easter morning. Uh, happy so, Easter. Happy Easter. It is, uh, we're going to do a very Eastery cast in which uh, we talk nothing about that and talk about guns. It sounds like fun to me. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of what I had in mind. But the reason we're having this cast today is so I didn't forget all the details of what's happened to me in the last week. <laughs> oh, I've got some too. Do you? Yeah, All right, who but, wants to go but, first? You start. The first thing I noticed is I went to several large big box gun stores of varying variety and all that kind of thing uh, over the last week, and I have found... Now, they don't have 9mm, they don't have 380, they don't have... Uh, actually, one of the Cabela's had 7.62, but nobody had... And, and the other of the Cabela's had some 2.23, but nobody had 5.56. <laughs> and Nope. Nobody had 9mm or 380 or 38 or 38 special of any kind or anything like that, okay? So don't don't get your stuff excited. But all three of them had birdshot and of, of significant quantity. Now, it wasn't always the birdshot I wanted, and it wasn't always my preferred brand. But all of them had some, right, that you could shoot clays with. Well, that is a step in the hopefully proper direction. I hope so. I went to two Cabela's and a Shields, and I don't know if you have if you guys have Shields up there. No, we don't. Shields is like a Cabela's. It's a little bit more geared towards uh, sports and outdoor, but it has a huge hunting section. It's too low. Think of Cabela's, but stacked on top of itself. So, All right. um, you know how Cabela's has the the upstairs, but it's kind of a small upstairs. Uh, no, okay. No, our Cabela's does not have an upstairs. Oh. <laughs> All right, let me back up then. Let me, let, me, let me back that up. In Texas, Cabela's has an upstairs, and it's normally like the camping gear and a little bit of tchotchke stuff. It's like the signs and the metal signs and the stuff you hang up in a in a shop or something like that. And then the camping stuff, that's all upstairs in our Cabela's uh, that we have down here. Yes, on the East Coast, or at least in my little corner of the East Coast, um, Cabela's does not warrant a second floor. Really? Where do they put no. the fish, fish tank? Um, in the back of the store. Huh. How about the big boating area? Uh, actually, the boats out, boating area is usually outside. Oh, on the lake? We don't have a lake. How can you have a Cabela's and not have a lake? We don't have a lake. How do you test the boats? Um, you throw them in the river? Huh. Well, I, okay. Now, the other thing is, remember, we had, though, um... We're not landlocked here, so we have oh, some large rivers and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's true. So. I suppose that's true. Yeah, we yeah. okay. Let me back up the, again then. <laughs> Cabela's here have a lake attached to them, so you can test out a boat, right? Yeah. And see yeah. how big it is on the lake and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of Cabela's are on a lake, and some of them just dig a man-made. They just hollow out a couple acres and build a lake and stuff like that. Anyway, um, Shields is uh, if you talk about Cabela's. Um, the Shields is twice the size of your general Cabela's, right? It's very huge. It's two floors. They have a Ferris wheel inside the building. Let me put it that it, way. It, yes. It's large. The entire upper floor, the the entire lower floor is is like more sporting goods, right? Your bikes, your your you know, your football stuff, all your sporting stuff, your shoes, your all all that stuff. The upper floor is generally devoted to hunting and camping, right? Okay. And there's a huge gun section. And and all that kind of thing in a, in an ammo section, which they still have ammo. It isn't like a tiny, sad little shelf like you find on Cabela's, <laughs> where you're uh, like you just find a bunch of sad middle-aged men, right? And still, still, still poking a, a, an employee going, "Do you have any nine millimeter yeah, in the back?" <laughs> you know, I think even now, like this is the first time I went to both Cabela's. I was there for an hour each, and no, I heard nobody ask about nine millimeter. Like it's finally gotten through after. <laughs> Six months to a year of nine millimeter shortage. They're aware that there's no nine millimeter. And every once in a while, you'll see a woman on the phone going, "I'm telling you, they don't have it. I'm looking straight at all the ammunition. There's nothing with those numbers anywhere on it." 
look, I'll send you a picture. This is all they have. That you know, and you can hear them on the on the other end on speaker. You know, like that can't be all they have. This is literally all they have. You see, the, do you want a box to put your nine millimeter in? Yeah. Well, they don't have any. <laughs> the, 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 they, they don't have any. Don't need a box. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any of that. You know, they don't have any two seventy, honey. <laughs> I'm standing with the guy. He's shaking his head. No, but you you see some of that. But they had birdshot. You know, I went to two Cabela's um, because I was running around for some meetings uh, right before the holidays and stuff, and I happened to be uh, five minutes away from Cabela's. So I was like, I'll go in Cabela's and see if they have any anything I would want. And they had Herder's 20-gauge. And I'm like, freaking sweet. I have 20-gauges. I'll buy a brick, right? I'm not going to buy, and this, is, this has always been my thing. I don't want to hoard it. I don't want to buy be one of those guys who buys more than I'm going to shoot just because I think it's going to be not available next time, right? I don't want to do that. So I bought my four boxes, and I sent a picture to Jake. I was like, you won't believe this shit. I found 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to shoot this weekend. When are we getting to the second picture you sent me? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's coming. So... I went to, uh, later on that day, I went to a second Cabela's because I had to go get my second vaccination shot, right? And it was down at Texas Motor Speedway and right across from Texas Motor Speedway. Well, I shouldn't say right across, but five minutes away from Texas Motor Speedway is another Cabela's. In fact, it is the Cabela's, the Fort Worth Cabela's in Texas. And it is the biggest, period. And, uh, I, so, and, and, and the fact that you actually have two Cabela's close enough that you could actually drive and shop at them, both of them the same day, relatively comfortably shows the difference once again between your area and mine. <laughs> that's true. And Shields is there and, you know, that's another one. So it's like a big triangle, like the big box gun stores in my area. I have three or four, right? I just didn't go to the fourth one. Uh, this week and so I'm there getting my bites I got my second vaccination and all that kind of stuff it was great and I'm like great as a present for me I'm gonna walk over to that Cabela's and see if they have anything the gun selection was pretty piteous and horrible but they had again I don't know if the same truck delivered the same stuff but they had 20 gauge herders uh in number eights and I'm like well as long as I'm here, might as well buy a brick. So I did. I brought four. You know, <laughs> I didn't do my limit. I didn't do my limit on either one. I bought four on one store and four on another. So that's eight boxes of twenty. And now I'm like feeling rich. I called my dad. I'm like, we are shooting some twenty gauge this weekend. He's like, right on. <laughs> so I uh, I drive. Uh, you know, I'm driving back north. I'm driving back home and it's just I'm in such a good mood because I actually found ammunition and. And the the people at Cabela's were relatively hopeful that Birdshot was kind of coming back at a normal pace. It was going to be Herders because that's their brand, right? Um, it was going to be Herders, but that's fine, you know. Uh, now, if you if you shoot shotguns rather regularly, you will know that some automatic shotguns really don't like ribbed ammunition. Uh, ribbed hulled ammunition. So I really so two of my automatics were already out, and I'm like, hmm. You know, this is, uh, I have a, a over and under the bicycle and I have a Stevens bolt action 20 and, you know, we were just going to shoot those. So I, I roll up to, uh, I'm like, you know, I feel like buying a gun today. <laughs> I had some money, you know. It was good. I was going into a nice long weekend, and you know, I had just finished uh, my last afternoon meeting for the day, and and it went very well. And I called, you know, the owner of my company. I'm like, hey, you know, this went well. And he's like, congrats, you know. I did take the rest of the day off. It was, I don't know, three o'clock. And I'm like, I'll do that. Thank you, you know. And um, I headed up to the third big box store, which is Shields, and I walked up to the unrestricted, because this is Texas and we've fully opened everything now, um, unrestricted uh, gun uh, area, where they used to have like a line where you could only have so many people in the gun area, they've removed that. There's, there's, no, there's no lines anywhere, so you can just go in and pet the guns. And once again, just to establish differences in different parts of the country, though I do not fall into this this tech, most of the people who live in my part of the country are looking at the people in your part of the country and swearing that you're evil and going to kill us all. 
<laughs> well, most of us are vaccinated down here. Like a lot oh, of people oh, don't I, really I, know I, that, but I, I, oh, I, and, and the worst part about it is, as I said, I'm not one of those people. But at the same time, if you look around, you listen to the news, um, you, you, you talk to people about it, it's like, oh my God, those Texans. They're going to spread disease and kill us all. Yeah, I mean, and like a lot of people, they're not covering it, right? But Texas Motor Speedway, which is huge complex, is almost 24-7. They've got FEMA and the National Guard and stuff like that, and they're vaccinating like 1,000 people an hour. I mean, we're, we're rolling through, and it's going 24-7, seven days a week. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, it's constantly going. Um, most of us, like if you talk to adults around here, most of us are vaccinated. So, but they're not covering that. (laughs) Of course not. They're not covering. They don't want to talk about that. Of course not. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I go up to the shields and I was like, yes, I'm going to buy a gun today. And uh, I really, I I had been looking at some stuff, and I realized that the only kind of gun, like I, uh, let me, I told you that story so I can tell you this story, and then I'll come back to this story. Um, a couple of years ago, I one of my first shotguns, I got two that were my first, okay? Uh, I got a Winchester 1200 or 1300, whatever the pump action is of the Winchester in 20 gauge. Okay. And I got a 20 gauge Remington 870 Express. Now, the Remington 870 Express was a walnut stock with a black matte finish on it, and I really liked it. It was one of my favorite guns for a long time. Uh, the Winchester was just as smooth as glass on the pump, and it was, uh, or on the slide, and it was, it was really great. But both of them were 20s, and I kind of switched to 12 after a year or two. And my brother got the 870 Express, and I sold the Winchester. So fast forward to Shawnee now uh, with gun fever and money in his pocket, and I went over <laughs> to the ammunition counter or the ammunition aisles and talked to the guy there, and and he's like, we don't have nine. I said, no, 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 I'm not looking for nine millimeter. I said, do you have birdshot? He goes, oh yeah, we got plenty of birdshot. What are you looking for? Twenty or twelve? I'm like twelve. You have twelve birdshot? What do you have? He goes, oh here, we have Winchester Super X. 12-gauge, number eights. I'm like, how many am I allowed to buy? He goes, birdshot? Oh, there's no limit. Give me so a break. The, so I was, gonna, I was about to ask whether or not the whole being polite and not buying too much went out the window. No. No, it did not. Okay. And, and the only reason it didn't is because I knew if I spent all the money I had on ammunition, I couldn't buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to take four of these, and I'm going to go over there to the gun counter and put them there. Can you guys hold those while I go buy a shotgun? And he just got this big old smile, and he goes, yes, sir, we can. In fact, I'll walk them over there for you. I'm like, thank you. And Now that, sir, is customer service. Yeah. And uh, he goes, in fact, while I'm doing that, I'm going to get somebody to come over and help you with your gun purchase, sir. And I'm like, that would be great. <laughs> thank you. Sure enough, sure he did. You know, he walked him over there, and uh, he's he's he goes, oh, that that dude, uh, that dude's partner. You can see him like that guy's see this. This is go go help him. You know, <laughs> so this kid comes bouncing over. Hi, can I help you today? You know, I understand you're in the mood for a shotgun. Congratulations, and I said, well, thank you, and I walked over to the Benellis and I went, wow, those are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That is, he's like, you're interested in Benelli? I said, interested? Yes. Can afford? No. Nope. <laughs> you know, we were talking a little bit, and and I was telling him, I'm like, you know, one of my favorite guns that I re- I kind of regret selling, but I don't want back was my Remington 870 Express. He goes, well, we have Remington 870s in 12, if that's what you're looking for. You're looking to step up and all this stuff. And I said, you know, my problem was I really liked the slide on the Winchester but I kind of want that that 870 Express look because it's really good for the field. It cleans up easy. It's matte black. It's got a you know hardwood stocks. You know, so it's I like that wood and, and black look. And he got, and he's he gets this big smile on his face and he's like, "Have I got the gun for you? <laughs> said, Come on over here." And I'd I'd totally forgotten about the XSP. And uh, the so he walks to the Winchester 
display picks up a XSP uh, trap or a field field and says, okay, check this out. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that's really cool. You know, and he's like, well, what are you going to do with it? I said, well, I normally shoot clays. I said, I'm not really going to hunt with it. I said, there there might be one hunt a year where I go bird hunting or deer hunting with a friend because I have, or for work because I have to. But... And every once in a while, there's a suicidal turkey. Right. And I said, every once in a while, the turkey will show up and decides that he needs to be dinner. But other than that, you know, it's it's generally speaking going to be clays, you know, skeet, trap, that kind of stuff. And he, and he gets this look on his face and he goes, you know, we have a sale going on right now <laughs> on the Winchester XSP trap. And I, I'm like, tell me more. Because... <laughs> And he pulls over, or he pulls up this uh, uh, XSP trap, and it's it's got hardwood furniture. It's got, I mean, it's birch, but it's stained to look like walnut. It's got laser cut checking, so it's not a press check. It's it's actually cut checking, but it's not hand tool checking, which is fine, okay. right? Um, so it's laser cut, and it's matte black, and it's a pump gun, and it's got this giant rib on the top of it for trap shooting. And you know, a big trigger guard, so you can use it in the winter with gloves on. And it's and it's got that smooth, you know, Winchester slide and a rolling bolt, and it's just super great. And uh, the sticker on it said four seventy five, and I'm like, that is not happening. He goes, no, 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 no. I told you, sale. <laughs> he goes right now. This, this young man apparently had all the right things to say. Oh my time. god. Yeah, I mean, this dude, I mean, he saw me coming. Of course he did, because his buddy told him he's going to buy a fucking gun. <laughs> he's going to buy a gun. You take care of him. And uh, he's like, no, 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 no. I told you. Sale. two ninety nine. He goes, it comes with three chokes. I'll even throw in a t-shirt and a bag. Like Put a gun that case. in the box. Yeah, he's like, I'll throw in a gun case and a t-shirt. And, a, you know, it comes with three chokes. You're out the door today with your ammunition purchase for less than 400 bucks. And I'm like, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Find me, find me one in a box. Let's go. <laughs> Look right now, today. Um, so I did. I bought a uh, an XSP, a Winchester XSP trap in 12 gauge for, for 299 plus four boxes of shells. And now, have you had the opportunity to shoot it? I took it out yesterday. And? It's frustrating as hell. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't... <laughs> I, I uh, first of all, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened, and then let me tell you what I did, because uh, it's a very me solution. So I took the trap out there, and of course the the XSP is a fantastic platform. I've actually wanted one of these for a while. I don't know if you remember, but on the cast a while back, I was talking about the XSP and how much I wanted one because it reminded me of everything I liked about the 870 Express, but it had the the Winchester slide. You know, the Winchester pump action, which is super smooth. It's also inertia um, activated, so some of the energy that's used in the shot is used to blow the slide back, so it's it's much faster to pump it. Yep. And it's, it's very quick, so you can get – I can't, but they say that it's very – you can get, like, three shots off in, like, a second and a half or, or something like that, like a ridiculous amount of time. I can't do that, but it's super cool to have it come back quick and then throw it forward. All you really have to do is throw it forward once the shell ejects, um, and you can do it with like two fingers. It's like, you know, and it's very quick. Um, super great. I love doing it. I think it's great. Um, I loved everything else. It felt like an 870 Express, except with the Winchester action I wanted. So it was everything I wanted, and I took it out, and I was like, oh, this is designed for traps. It's got a Monte Carlo stock, which I love. Uh, I love a Monte Carlo stock, and it's got this big trap barrel on it. Now, if you don't know what a trap barrel is, it's it's got a, an extended tall rib on it, and it's high at the front, or high at the back and short at the front. It's got a two-bead system, so it's got a, a fiber optic uh, sight up front and a mid-bead in white pearl uh, in the middle. And I couldn't hit shit with it. Uh, there, like nothing. Okay, it took me a half hour before I hit my first clay because I don't know where the hell this thing's going. I don't know how, and I I learned very quickly that I do something called instinctive shooting. Yeah, 
And, you know, I just, I watched the clay, and I come from the Gil Ash school of birds and clay shooting. Gil Ash is a fantastic uh, shotgunning instructor where he tells you, look, this is a very natural thing. You don't need all this sights, and you don't need all this stuff and everything like that, you know, and to mount the gun after the clay pops so that you're not just trying to track it and aiming down the barrel and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, this has got a big trap rib on it, and I started looking down the barrel, which I never do. And it was such a, it, it threw me off so much. You know, I spent an hour and a half, I didn't hit crap. I might have hit, I don't know, 15%, which for me is horrible. I'm normally around 80, 85%, 60 on a bad day. You know, if it's super windy and the, you know, the clays are getting caught or, you know, whatever. And, and then you throw in the fact that your your father was likely there having a wonderful time. Oh, my time God, rolling on the ground, just rolling on the ground, because I always outshoot him, always. Uh, he's just rolling. I love this gun. This is the best gun you've ever bought. You know, this. You need to shoot this gun, only only this gun forever. <laughs> he was having such a great time with me. Now, and the only way, the only way I could do it is if I just made myself not use the rib, right, and not sight, you know, and not do any of that stuff and just grip it and rip it, right? But I had, I, I literally, because the, the sights were there and it's got a big ramp and I got to look over it and got to position the gun differently and everything like that, I, just, I had so much, it's so weird how such a little change can completely throw you off. I mean, I, I had a horrible oh, time with it. Oh, well, I mean, look, I, I can agree with you because I can't shoot a pistol with suppressor sights on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, just because they're not where I'm used to looking at, you, you, it changes the point of aim in such a dramatic fashion. It was, or at least for me anyway, that, you know, I picked up a gun with suppressor sights uh, and it was just kind of like, oh, no, 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 you can have that one back. <laughs> oh, I had a horrible time with it just horrible and i'm like i love everything else about this gun i don't understand what's because uh, i have other guns with a monte carlo stock i actually prefer a monte carlo stock i love you know everything else about it except for this damn rib and you know i got home after and you know my at the end i started kind of kind of working it out but i had to think and relax 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 don't sight down the barrel don't, and that's not how i shoot that's it's ridiculous. You know, shooting is a very nat shooting clays is a very natural thing for me. It's like the most fun thing I do, you know, other with clothes on. It's <laughs> it's it's awesome. You know, it's my favorite thing. Like why is this happening? You know, and I, and I and I I switched. Uh we had the um cuz we were shooting a bunch of 20 there. My dad uh hurt his uh back and his shoulder a little bit. Um, doing stuff he wasn't supposed to do, like working out in the yard. I told him not to, but he did it. And I'm like, look, just wait for me. I will come help you. No, 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 no. The man's 70 years or will be 70 years old very soon. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to hurt yourself. No, I'm fine. You know, I'm like, okay. And so he hurt himself. Anyway, so he was using my 20, um, the over and under, the bicycle, uh, which is a beautiful gun. We love to shoot it. And I'd pick up the bicycle and I'd hit fine. Absolutely fine. I go back to the XSP trap. <laughs> would hit crap right and i'm like how is why is this happening you know uh so it was very frustrating for me and uh, i got home and i was i was just so pissed you know it's like i love this gun i hate this barrel and i went wait a minute and i did i i i you know i i did a very me thing which is i went to i went to the internet and bought another barrel <laughs> Um, instead with, of with, with, with no ridge, obviously. Oh yeah, with no trap ridge. Well, I don't mind a field rib, like a like a field rib is very small, right? It's basically there just to support the sighting mechanism, you know, just the tip of, the tip at the end and, and make a flat plane. That's all it's there for. It's not raised in any way, really, or anything like that. It's 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 a field gun, right? It's very small and flat. You barely notice it's there. Um, that's apparently. <laughs> what i shoot right it's it it doesn't it doesn't have the same uh effect on me because i i don't i shoot very instinctively and i don't aim i just kind of line things up and when the barrel when the barrel roughly meets the clay a little bit ahead of it or on the leading edge i pull the trigger and that's that seems to work 
it's you know I'll hit about 80 85 percent of the time it's pretty good three out of four four out of four sometimes um, so I, I hit I uh, do about the same amount you know sometimes I'll hit three out of four sometimes I'll hit four out of four we we go in four round throws right and that's fine I but uh, apparently I can't deal with a trap rib I just I I can't I don't know what it is or what, maybe it's just the fact that it's sitting there in my sight line and now I'm concentrating on it. I, I'm not really sure why it's so much different, but for me, it's just in the way, right? Because so, I start trying to use it. So the answer is replace the barrel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For me, because I love everything else about the gun. I just, I freaking hate when, that barrel. When does the new barrel show up? Next week. There you go. <laughs> Priority shipping. <laughs> <laughs> well... I had a I I am also acquiring a new firearm and <laughs> it basically happened. It's it's all this podcast fault. Um, uh oh. So uh, last podcast we talked about a couple of things. Uh, both of them, both of which I decided that I was going to investigate so that we'd have more information on this time around. And the and the one that led to the new firearm is um. Oh no. We were talking about the Shield we were talking about the Shield Plus. Yeah. Um it, which it was just one of those things where I went you know just trying to see how they designed the firearm the different improvements that they've made and you know whether or not this really is a a nice gun especially considering the fact that they raised the damn prices on the things. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, like 20 30 bucks, didn't they? Uh no, I mean you used to be able to buy a Shield or or 2.0 for like 300. These are like 5. Oh, no. I I didn't know they were that cheap. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, the bullet, used to be, yeah. Wow. The sh- yeah, the shield you could buy for like two ninety nine. The shield two point you could buy for like three fifty. Yeah, they're not that the anymore. <laughs> no. Um. So I wanted to kind of put my hands on it and see what happened. And and I and I'll be honest with you, it's a nice little gun. It really, really is. Um, the trigger on it is the best trigger I've ever seen on a Smith and Wesson. Or, or, or I'll rephrase a Smith and Wesson striker fired firearm. That's going cool uh, a ways too, because they have some decent triggers. Actually, you know, Smith and Wesson isn't hasn't been known for the greatest trigger under oh, the, the sun. MP, now, the MP shields have a great trigger. The original ones didn't. The two point O's did. The uh, the performance centers did. But actually, yeah, I guess one... I'm using the. I'm saying that now, and I'm thinking because Bona had an MP shield uh, three eighty and a yeah. twenty two, but they were both second gen. So, so um, yeah, that's what I'm going by. So, the, the, but the trigger is dramatically improved, and they also fixed some. Well, it, it, let's put it this way: at least in the one I had a chance to play with, they fixed something that has always been a problem with the shields. It, they made the the slide easier to rack. Oh yeah, no, that's good. That's um, good. That and helps. Then, and then uh, my other question was: is how much size did they have to add to it to make it a ten round magazine? And the answer is only a tenth of an inch. Wow. So, so yeah, it's a really neat little pistol. Uh, comfortable in the hand. I, if you're looking for something new, um, though I haven't had the opportunity to actually shoot one yet, I will say that it is a neat little pistol. Not only that, but even with the extra tenth of an inch, they managed to make it so it will fit all of your old shield accessories. So well, that's you, pretty no, cool. No need to buy a new holster or anything like that. Yeah, I think Smith & Wesson actually just put out a really nice little firearm. See, I thought you were going to buy a black powder. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, we're, we're, we're getting there to some extent. But, um, but when I walked in the store, it wasn't a black powder. What I saw them putting on the wall was – now, I, I'll, let me actually – I'll take even a step further back just so that we can understand the circumstance – um, my brother is buying my PPK off of me. And what he's been doing is, is Venmoing me little bits of cash when he gets it. So I had just received a Venmo from him and I walked in the door of the, of the store and the clerk was putting a Rossi 357 lever action, uh, 92 Uh-oh. on the wall. And it's basically a Rossi replica of the Winchester 92. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and went, Whoa, what caliber is that? What's and that? And he's like, it's a 357. i I'm like, and how much is it? And he told me, and I went, 
you don't imbo- just put it back in the box. <laughs> don't put that on the no 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 no. Don't get your fingerprints well, on well, it either. That's it, mine. <laughs> and he went, he went back in the box. I said, do we did we get more than one? No. Then put it back in the box. <laughs> put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> And I immediately took the money that my brother had Venmoed me from the one firearm and put it on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny how that stuff works out, you know? Yeah. And and, uh, they're like, you know, you can't find 357 right now. I'm like, that's not a problem. I still have a bunch of uh, 38 Special from the revolver that I sold back. I said put it back in the box. box. (laughs) (laughs) What's in the box? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ask to have a conversation. I said put it back in the box. Uh, so there's that Um, hasn't come home with me yet but there's that Um, the other part about it is is as you said we started talking about black powder and I kind of started doing some investigation once again just because it seemed like it was something to get into maybe something neat to find Um, and though obviously it's going to take a little bit of a step back in priority now that the Rossi is available um, I, I started looking into it and it is actually kind of it's actually a whole lot cooler than I was even thinking Um, because though you can buy a historic type musket or blunderbuss. And yes, I found a blunderbuss, Um, but you can, there's actually modernized versions of black powder firearms and it is really kind of cool. Basically uh, the, one of the main things they, tell you is do not under any circumstances try to use smokeless powder in these things yeah and it's usually followed up by a video of a uh, of a gun exploding i was gonna say exploding yeah yeah there's uh there's a reason they didn't uh, they don't use those for for that anymore um, um yeah but i mean you, there's no need for using wadding the actual um uh, bullets that they use uh are, are made to actually snug themselves into the bottom uh, you don't need to add extra powder in you. What you can do is you, and this is actually the, the, the part that made it a little bit harder is that, um, you buy a, um, uh, 12 gauge, um, primer and there's a spot in the, where you just basically open up the breech of the gun and just pop the primer in there and it, it fires and relatively accurately put a scope on it. You can have some fun. You get about 200 yards out of it. Uh, it's a nice 50 caliber bullet. Yeah. And not only that, they're not expensive. And here comes the best part. They're not regulated in any way, shape, or form. You don't have to go to an FFL to get one. Nope. You sure don't. You, you just, just have to send home. And 17, and at least in my state, and I don't know if this is uh, whatever, but in six, Texas, a 17-year-old can buy one. 16 here. Really? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's um, like and you'll see 17 year olds come in and just pull them from Cabela's all the time. You know they always have yeah. a small section of black powder firearms, and you always see the kid, you know, like a like a 17 year old buying one of these black powder things. And I I have never really paid much attention to them because uh, and, of what and, they are. And and neither had I before because I was thinking black powder musket and stuff. Uh, oh know. yeah, so was I. Now, with that said, I think what I will probably purchase first, just because of the sheer total and utter cool factor. As I said, I found a blunderbuss, <laughs> and oh, what no. it actually and what it actually is is a build your own kit. Oh, now, that's kind of cool. As scary as that may sound, it's since there's there's not as many anywhere near as many moving parts on a uh, musket, blunderbuss, black powder, as there is on a actual, especially semi-automatic firearm, uh, it's not as daunting as it sounds. Can you find a 12 gauge primer? No, that was the hard part. Okay. I was going to say, cause right now there's all the reloaders are snatching up those primers. Yeah, it, it, it was tough. I mean, there were certain primers that you could find for certain ones, but the one that I was looking at took a 12-gauge primer, and it was kind of like, nah, it's just not going to work. However, the blunderbuss does not. That just takes a percussion cap. Can you can you find those? Yes. Really? Quite easily, actually. The percussion wow. caps are available. The primers are not. 
Yeah, well, I mean that kind of makes sense to me because I mean all the the reloaders right now are like, hey, suck it, we're buying, you know, we're doing our own, and and it's just, you know, it's it's difficult because I looked at reloading too because you and I had talked about it months ago, and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, it's not feasible. At yeah. least in my area, it wasn't feasible because everybody had already been doing that for six months. And it wasn't feasible here just because I didn't have a place to do it. I don't have a place in my house for explosive materials. That's what the garage is for, man. I don't have one. Oh, yeah, you don't. You don't have one. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, I'm like, I got all my explosive materials in the garage. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm and. and uh, the barrel comes pure stainless steel, so you can blow it yourself if you want to. Or really? You can leave it as pure stainless steel. Um, the stock basically just comes as a milled-out, carved-out piece of wood. You can stain it, carve it, do whatever the hell you want to. This with. sounds like a cool project gun. That's what I was saying. And we and I even talked to you about it. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, dude, if this is a blunderbuss, I need Sean to, like, carve a crack in on the back oh, of this thing yeah. or something like that for me. Oh, hell yeah. And the worst part about it is is that it, it may only get shot once in every time that we go to the range just because it's a... Would be a oh, yeah, but having that thing go off... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, as I said, everybody else having their, you know, snap, crackle, pops, and all of a sudden you just step up and boom! <laughs> Give everybody the opportunity as the smoke clears to go. What the hell was that? <laughs> so great. Uh huh. So so yeah, that that's definitely. And now the the thing with those is um, they are on back order. So I do have myself a notification for when they're available. Um, but at the same time, back order is a plus these days. Usually, you just look at things like that and it just says not available. Yeah. Yeah, back order no, means back order means we can get one. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I when you sent the things, I was looking, you know, like CVA makes some and traditions, yeah. and uh, you know, there's there's some other there's. I didn't know that there was this big a market, uh, for for black powder firearms. You know, um, I found one that was sort of like what you're talking about, and it was a um, oh, crap. What was it? It was a it was a 50 side lock muzzle loader, but it was uh, like a, uh, it was a do your do it yourself kit, right? And yeah, and it you know it came with the stock and the barrel and all. It's sort of like you're saying in stainless and and stuff like that. But I didn't know they had like blunderbuss, which is the granddaddy of the shotgun. For those of you who don't know what a blunderbuss well, is, well, well, the the way it's listed is, and the way that they're actually suggesting is that it's they're they're suggesting that you use it with a uh, 54 caliber bullet. Um, which, you know, cool, but if you wanted to do shotgun, they, it is said off to the side in a disclaimer of, if you blow yourself up, it's not our fault, um, that yeah. you, with, with, with that, with wadding, you can actually put BBs down it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's funny. So, so could, could you use it as a blunderbuss? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you or, could. Yeah. Or you could put a 54 caliber bullet in it, depending on what your 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 mood is. Now, but where are you getting shoot... these 54 caliber bullets, though? Oh, and once again, the the ones for muzzle loaders are available. Oh, I see. Okay. Because because it's a different bullet. It's not something that you're going to uh, um like if you're not buying a 50 BMG shell, um, or something. Because <laughs> that, that was my nature. thing, you know, like hmm. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically a it's basically a bullet um, hollowed out inside so that it um, accepts the the pressure and and expands to the barrel. But uh, at the back end of it, it's um, whether it's part of the bullet or I've seen some of them that um that have almost like a rubber sabo concept where uh, it's what basically seals or not seals it but um, locks it into place as you stomp it down with the um, the ramrod. Wow. Which is why you don't have to use wadding with it. See, a lot of these things are super cool. I mean, I'm looking at uh, Traditions, and, and I had just... I traditions is the one who makes the blunderbuss I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, Traditions has, has some cool stuff with it, but they have their do-it-yourself kits, which really appeals to me. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the, the stuff is going to be woodworking and finish out, 
right? Yeah. Because uh, once you put it together, there's not, like you're saying, there's not that many. They're showing all the pictures of this stuff, and it's less than a modern shotgun to put the whole damn gun together. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you, you're basically going to, you know, strap down the barrel and put the uh, percussion, um, the um, shit, uh, <laughs> the, the cocking thing on the side of the gun. Yeah. What the, hell? the hammer. Hammer. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna, and you're gonna screw that on there, and that's basically about it. Yeah, I mean, you're the most of the stuff, most of the fire or the hardware for it is securing the hammer to the side of the gun and securing the barrel to the to the the uh, the, the stock. Yeah, uh, but you know they've got some really cool ones. They've got like all the barrels are stainless, you know, as they come in, and then um, the wood is as you're saying unfinished. But they've got some really neat ones. You know, like they've got a mountain rifle kit that's a 50 caliber percussion cap, and it's got a hex barrel. Oh, my God, I love hex barrels. That is so sexy. <laughs> I love hex barrels. Um, and, you know, some of them look super freaking cool. You know, like the uh, they've got a Springfield musket, which is super neat looking. It yeah. looks like an old Patriot. I mean, it's an 1842, but... It looks like an old kind of Patriot gun, you know, and it's a 69 caliber smooth bore with a with a you know stainless barrel. But it's this big, long hunk of a gun, and you're just like, oh man, that's really neat. Uh huh. <laughs> that's really neat. I have no idea how much it costs. Probably too much, but but it's really neat for it. Oh my God, it's a thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, that's why it's really neat. That's, yeah, the the, the CVA ones are are um the the modernized CVA ones are usually only like 199 dollars. Yeah. A little bit more if you wanted to come with a scope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's $1,000 for that. I can buy a real gun. Like, I could go and buy the Winchester, you know, stainless steel automatic field gun for, for $1,000. <laughs> I, I could go do that for a grand. Like, I would never spend a grand on that. But, but why well, I should say, I shouldn't say never, because depending on which laws pass here in the near future, <laughs> we all may be doing muskets <laughs> very shortly. Uh, but... Well, I, I mean, I I don't know if you've read some of the articles, but it, it's been flabbergasting the um, gun control people that every time uh, Joe Biden shows up on TV and starts talking about guns, that uh, someone like like another three million of them gets sold the next day. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> I read something earlier that says the Supreme Court is is considering another Second Amendment. Uh, uh, case, and I, you know, and I'm like, oh, great, how's this gonna go? But uh, you know, it's to me, it's uh, eventually, I think we might um, get our collective heads out of our butts, but I don't think that's anytime soon. <laughs> no, I mean, and it's. It's to the point where the issue is trying to is crowbarred into everything. I don't know if you had the opportunity to see what happened in D.C. yesterday. Uh, um, yes, I did. Yep. Okay, I was four blocks away. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and you know, if you when looking out of the window of the building I was in, you would have assumed that a terrorist bomb had gone off. Now, obviously, it hadn't because we were all still there, but um. Yeah, that's how freaked out everybody got initially. Now, it was a terrible thing, but the only reason why it had garnered the response in the news that it had is because it happened in front of the Capitol literally a day and a half after they started taking the fencing down. Yeah. Um, if hey, this had happened look, in down, downtown Chicago, it would have just been Friday. Right. And nobody's considering a ban on all cars now or assault cars. Um <laughs> Yes, but did you see the list of politicians who came out and said, oh, my God, if he'd had an AR-15, he could have done so much more damage? <laughs> no. Well, if he'd had a bazooka, he could have done more damage or a nuclear device. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's not a, it's not a what if situation. Yeah, it's not. And I keep trying to remind people, I'm like, look, the worst terrorist thing or the worst amount of damage that anybody had ever been done in interior in this country was done with box knives and airplanes. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's, it's, and they're like, oh, but they're so dangerous. I'm like, yeah, so are people with a van, you know, 
you know, they parked a van underneath the Oklahoma uh, building and and blew half of it to to smithereens, or actually blew the entire building to smithereens. Uh, and, oh, and and I, and I'll throw in a last little thing: is you know how uncomfortable it was trying to drive out of the city in my white van. <laughs> It's a low, really, people. It's a service truck. I'm sorry. I carry technical equipment. This is nothing. Oh, my God. What if they open up the van and there's all this tech equipment? They're like, are you building a bomb? (laughs) Uh, Actually, I know it's besides the point, but uh, that actually has happened to me before. (laughs) I, I was trying to drive. At least the van I have now is lettered as a service vehicle. You know, it's 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 lettered as a commercial vehicle, has the company name on the side, plated as a commercial vehicle. I used to work for a company that just gave us white vans. Oh, God. And I tried to drive into... It's like Day of the Jackal. (laughs) I I drove into Manhattan several days after that idiot had tried to blow up his Cherokee in Times Square. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. So I came through the Lincoln Tunnel, got waved off to the side, ended up being in the nature about four hours late for my appointment. Uh, which and they didn't care that of why they were just freaked out that I was four hours late. Um, but yeah, spent a lot of time explaining what all the equipment in the back of the van was. <laughs> it's like no, it does this. No, that's not. A, <laughs> no, it's this. <laughs> yeah, n- yeah n- no, it, it, they. It, it was a bad day. You know, it's weird because down here in Texas, we got. Um, at the time, I had a, a big SUV. It's like uh, when the kids were born, just born, and I had a big, giant Ford SUV. And uh, we had the seats laid down and, like, probably 13 guns in the back and a thrower and some clays and, and all that kind of stuff, just and ammunition and trash bags full of spent shells and gear and all of all sorts in the back of this thing and i didn't have tinted windows so you could see the cop when the cop pulled me over for speeding uh it's the last speeding ticket i got um pulled us over and he looks and he stops it just looks in the back and there's guns everywhere <laughs> i mean everywhere and uh gets up to the the front and i'm like hey officer how you doing and look i can he goes well y'all look like you've been having a good day did you get anything good uh, well, we hit a crap ton of clays. Oh man, I, it's great weather for ski shooting. Here's your ticket, by the way. Uh, it's great. <laughs> you need your license and registration. I'm gonna get you a ticket here. But oh, it's great weather for shooting, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you do that here, you've got some splaining to do. <laughs> And uh, I said, well, how'd you know it was it was ski? He goes, well, first of all, you got a thrower. Second of all, y'all ain't in, in uh, the right kind of gear for hunting. So I figured it was kind of clays. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it was clays, you know. I and mean, we had like half a box left or something like that of clays. and uh, But just cans of ammunition and, and guns. Some of them laying open because we didn't have enough bags for them. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. He didn't ask for anything about them. He just had asked if we had a good time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I tend to throw all of my stuff underneath a moving blanket in the back of my car, uh, because technically speaking in the state of Maryland, which isn't where I live, but it's where I go, uh, you with a, with a firearm in your vehicle are allowed to drive to the range and back from the range. You're not allowed to stop anywhere. Oh, wow. I mean, make sure you got gas before you go. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a little different down here. Um, (laughs) It's, actually, I'm finding out it's a lot it, different now. It, it, and the funny thing is, is that the other direction that somebody could go in New Jersey, when I get, when I was working at the gun store, and people used to ask me what the what the rules were for taking their firearm to go shooting with their friends over in New Jersey, uh, across state lines. Was my response was, "Don't." Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, just trust me. You're not going to want to do I, that. Yeah, I mean, be, because even even if you are fitting into the small legal reason why you could carry a firearm across state lines into New Jersey, you're you're going to be in jail before they decide that that was actually the case and let you go. Yeah, you're going to need to have legal counsel before they let you go, for sure. Yeah, and you better hope all your particulars match up. Yeah. So 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 go there and shoot their guns. Don't take yours. <laughs> And see, we're lucky that, you know, a lot of times when we go out to shoot, you know, at the ranch, uh, the local sheriff comes and joins us. Uh, our local game warden is a big clay fiend, so he comes out and shoots our guns. I mean, I've sold him a couple. 
Um, I mean, it's a very different experience. Oh, I mean, there's actually, and, and it's uh, it's been a while since it was an actual story, but there was a, a news story several years back from a guy who had a concealed carry permit from the state of Pennsylvania, made a wrong turn, went over the border into New Jersey, and has spent five years in prison. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, that's not really, that doesn't really happen. Um, see, I think it's a lot more common sense down in Texas. You know, like if they see a pile of shotguns and clays and a thrower and a hat and, you know, all the, the you know, and, and shotgun rounds and stuff like that, well, he, they're like, he, he, obviously they're that's assuming what they're doing. You're, here they're assuming you're starting a revolution if you have that much stuff in you. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> The only thing that they take very seriously down here, and you better have your particulars in order, is animals, right? If you have some deer in the back, you know, or, or like you've you've butchered a deer or dressed a deer and, and you've got some of that, you better have tags. And they're going to check. You know, they're going to check. Do you have a doe tag? Is this a doe? Is this a buck? How many did you get? How many have you had? How many of you, you know, like, how many is this for you for the year? You know, all those, you better have your particulars in order. Um, wildlife conservation is a big deal down here, especially if the game warden happens to roll up on you. Um, it's as serious as fire. I mean, they worry less about you open carrying in a public restaurant than they do about you <laughs> taking animals either outside of season or too many. They will roll up and just throw the book at you. Um, well, well, if if you were to wear open carry is actually what the Supreme Court uh, case is going to be on in the first place, whether or not it's against the Second Amendment to deny open carry. <laughs> oh man, that'll that'll just really bite the dog. I mean, if if they say it's it's constitutional to open carry, won't that just crawl up the democrats butt <laughs> well th there's also a, another case out there and this one is against new york which is um making it to the point where uh, it's legal or legal to even possess it at certain states i don't remember all the exact details but it was they basically were saying that what's going on with new york especially in manhattan is too uh restrictive as far as just even where you happen to be moving it to and from it might be, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, again, you're up against the Second Amendment and they've really been pushing that and nobody's been challenging them. Um, oh, absolutely. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they can actually do um, or or if the Senate will just again declare that it's legal. Uh, <laughs> no, our restrictions are legal. The Senate says so. Oh, didn't it come from the Senate in the first place? Yep. We, just, we said it was legal. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. 1984. We got to go. Well, Send it out. The, the other thing is, is Biden is actually threatening just to make an executive order. Yeah, I don't think he can do that. I mean, he will, but I don't think he can do that. I mean, they'll challenge that in the Supreme Court, but it'll be years before they actually get that stuff through and Biden will have done it, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, they'll finally figure out that Biden has Alzheimer's by then. Yeah. <laughs> By, by that time, Camilla Harris will be in charge. It'll be great. Uh, I, I actually, and, and the funny thing is somebody got mad at me recently for suggesting that uh, Reagan and with full-blown uh, Alzheimer's had an easier time at a press conference than uh, Biden did. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when he's not falling downstairs or something. You know, like, whatever. I'm like, I'm done. Look, I, I, people is ask Ford, me. Is Ford back? <laughs> <laughs> people ask me what I think of politics. I'm like, you don't want to know. Like, I, we need to burn it down. <laughs> we need a healthy revolution. That's what we need. And they're like, what? I'm like, a eh, civil war. A nice civil war would be would be about where we're at right now. Because uh, you know, you you want you want to know why the South is going to rise? Because we all have firearms. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's normally the end of the conversation. Uh, but. Uh, it's, I, I really, really hope we don't lose our mind as a country, but we, we shouldn't go into that. It's, it's been a good week. It I has. found ammunition. I bought a new gun. I bought a new barrel. Um, there's, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, 
it's going to be good. I, I have seen ammunition kind of rolling through, you know, no 9mm, no 380, no 38, no 5.56, you know, none of, the, none of the stuff that everyone wants. But the stuff I want is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. Like, bird, and, and birdshot, we're good. As long as it's what you want. That's right, you know. Uh, my brother, who invested heavily in 9mm and three eighty uh before the uh, stuff, is just like, I hate you guys. I really... Because he really doesn't like shooting clays, and I, I get it, but... Um, uh, he's like, well, everybody, nine millimeter. I said, Scott, it's going to be the last thing to come back. You know, it's going to be the last thing to come back. It really is, because that's what everyone has. I'll just, just, just tell him to go play with his twenty-two and call it a, a day. I know exactly. Well, you can't find any of that right now either. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at least that was as inexpensive as it was. I think I've gotten the nature of like three thousand twenty-two. Rounds. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got a good fifteen hundred. Uh, before the the shortage really really took hold, and I probably have about a thousand of it left. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to uh, another project of mine with the uh, the 22 that I got for the kiddo to play with. I think I may take over that one a little bit just to have something to play with. No, um, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm going to put a fake silencer on the front of it just to make it look cool and you know, yeah, that that sort of thing. <laughs> change the arm brace from purple to black yeah. yeah you know little stuff this is dad's gun now baby girl <laughs> <laughs> well there's precedent that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> although my my eldest daughter does have a rifle and a shotgun now so she's got a 410 yield is and she's got a uh, a 22 Springfield, and those are both her guns. You know, they stay oh. in the closet with everything, you know, with the rest of mine and all that stuff. But they're her yeah. guns. <laughs> so she's she's 11 years old. She's got two guns. Texas. <laughs> and somewhere along the line, three New Yorkers' heads just exploded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not from firearms. <laughs> She's a responsible <laughs> shooter. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my youngest has almost wiggled my heritage out from under me, you know, because I was just like, oh, man, when that new well, PD. You, well, you could find those. Oh, yeah, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm probably not, she's not going to get it. One, she's eight, you know. Two, I mean, nobody keeps guns in their own room except, you know, and they're, they're, all the guns go in the gun closet and all that kind of stuff, and that's just kind of how it works. But, um, you know, she considers my, my, that... my safe is in my bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like that's where they all go. You know, <laughs> they make me feel good. Um, but uh, she's. I told her when I get the new handgun, my new handgun, I will give her the heritage so she is breathlessly waiting for the pd pdp to come on the shelves as well as shannon and everybody else in my household because guns will start to rotate once the pdp comes to the house i i actually i'm looking forward to that one too i may have to end up with one of those at some point myself uh yeah when when i and i've checked all the stores nobody has one yet nope not yet um, you know, cause I was like, Hey, do you guys have a PDP? Like every store I'm like, do you have a PDP yet? And they're like, no, we're not, we're probably not going to get one for a couple of months. I, I, we don't, we, they're not even on the schedule to be delivered yet. And I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> because once that happens, once I get my hands on a PDP, like at least two other guns in my house will rotate, you know, either I'll get the CCP M2 or Shannon will like the PDP. Imagine she, she will, she'll love it. <laughs> Um, and I'll get the PDP and then Carrie will get the heritage. <laughs> like a lot of stuff will happen when that PDP comes to the house. So it'll, it'll be kind of cool. Well, right on. Well, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Cool. Well, happy Easter again. This has been your Easter edition of gun talk. Uh, <laughs> we will see you next time. <laughs> On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. 
If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.